So this Shabbos we begin the Torah again, um, starting again from Parshas Bereshis. Um, and as our Rabbein teach us, that uh, the Yiddish uh, statement, the, the aphorism, that the way we set ourselves up, the way we begin Shabbos Bereshis, that's a way for the entire year to follow. So let's begin here with a uh, Torah idea on, on this week's Parsha. Um, in the Parsha we have, of course, the story of creation, the story of Bereshis Baralakim, when God created the world. Um, and we have how the entire world is created in six days, followed by Shabbos, etc. Now, going through the story of creation, there is one very peculiar incident that the Torah really talks of in a uh, hidden way, but Rashi tells us from the, from the Medrash. And that is on the third day, when Hashem says that um, He creates the grass and He creates the trees. So the wording of the Pasuk is, Hashem says that, let there be eights pre, um, a tree of fruit. And Rashi brings again from the Medrash that what Hashem was really saying is that the fruit should have the same taste as the tree, or that the tree, the bark of the tree, should have the same taste as the fruit. And yet, as is indicated from the next Pasuk, and as we see in real life, um, that didn't happen that way. And the trees grow, and the bark is tasteless, typically, and the fruit has taste and the fruit is eaten. So Rashi tells us that this was something negative um, on behalf of the earth. Knows that the earth didn't listen to Hashem's commandment and didn't create the way Hashem wanted it to. And therefore Rashi concludes and says, that therefore later, when man is punished or cursed um, for the first sin, the sin of eating from the tree of knowledge that they were told not to, so then not only was man cursed, but the ground was cursed as well. Um, as the Pasuk says over there, a little later in the Parsha, it says that that the ground is also cursed because of you or for you, so when man is cursed, the ground is cursed. The Medrash tells us because the ground also didn't listen to Hashem during creation by growing trees that the, that the tree itself doesn't have the taste that the fruit has. That's the, what the Medrash says. And obviously, <coughs> this is peculiar on, on many levels. Um, firstly, the whole concept that God um, commanded what the earth should do and the earth didn't listen. Um, is very odd. Um, throughout creation, we don't have any other stories such as this, that that God should want to create something and it didn't create the way Hashem wanted. Um, so why is it that here we have this uh, expression of, of uh, rebelliousness of the earth, and specifically in this one part of creation? Everything else went smoothly, and you had one snag on the third day when the, when the trees when the trees created uh, weren't created the way Hashem wanted, is obviously odd. Um, also, it's interesting, what did Hashem really want? Did He want that the, the trees themselves should be fruit, that we should be eating the trees? Um, trees are different than fruit, not just, not just as far as the taste, as far as the consistency, as far as the nutrients. I mean, what was the plan? You know, we, we only know what happened. But what was the initial plan? Did Hashem really want trees to be fruit? So you have big fruit and small fruit, big fruit, uh, small fruit growing out of big fruit. What's the idea behind that? 
And finally, one last question, is later, when the earth is cursed because of man, by man's sin, when man ate from Eitz Hadas, so dear Rashi says something very different. He says that when God um, curses the ground on behalf of the sin of man, he says, Mushal, that it's, in a, it's an example for that, is when a person does bad or becomes bad, so people curse not only him, but his mother from whom he nursed, or literally the breasts from which he nursed. So therefore man comes from the earth. So when man sinned, the curse goes to the earth from which man came as well. That's what Rashi tells us later in the Torah portion, which seems to conflict this earlier Rashi. In other words, what's the reason why the earth was cursed when man sinned? According to the first Rashi we discussed, it's because earth had its own sin. It didn't listen. It didn't create trees the way Hashem wanted. And later in the Parsha, earth seems to be cursed for a different reason, because that's the source of man. And again, people will curse the mother from whom the child has come. So how do we resolve that contradiction? So in short and in summation, we have your three questions. Um, Question A is, what's this concept of the earth not listening to Hashem during creation? Uh, Hashem commanded that it create in one way and it created a different way. What's that all about? Secondly, what really did Hashem want with this, that the um, tree should have the same taste as the fruit? Were there really supposed to be two types of fruit here? And finally, it seems that we have a contradiction in why the earth was ultimately cursed. Was it because of the sin of not creating the way Hashem wanted to, or was it only an expression of cursing the source of where man is taken from? And an idea that I wanted to share is the following. In life, um, we have all sorts of goals, and everyone has their goals and things that we want to accomplish, uh, but there's always steps in order to get to our goal. Whatever goal we're talking about, whether it's a scholastic goal, whether it's a financial goal, whatever it is that we're looking for, there's typically many steps um, in order to arrive at that goal. Sometimes these steps may take hours, days, months, years, depending on the goals. Now, typically, the way we see things is we appreciate the goal. We're looking for the goal. Everything else is just in order to get there. And theoretically, if we wouldn't need to get there through that, then we wouldn't do it, right? If, I, if one wants to be a doctor and they have to spend, I don't know, 10 years studying, so all those years of studying is just because I need to get to a goal. So really, if I had a way to become a good doctor without that, it would be great. If one is looking to make money in whatever other way and they go to work every day. So again, so all those extra hours of work are in vain. Um, one wants to bring up children, that they should be wonderful people. So there's a lot of tedious work that goes into that. So life is full of goals and the work that's done in order to get to that goal. Um, same as with accomplishments. There's one person accomplishes, very, you know, accomplishes, but there's many other people that are a support team that are necessary in order that that person should accomplish. Um, that's what teamwork is all about. So you have one great player on the team, but in order for that player to achieve, a lot of other people have to do many other things. So again, we typically will attribute the ultimate significance to the goal, to the one who accomplished, to the last step, that which brought me the fruition, the fulfillment of the goal. From Hashem's perspective, 
every part of this world is necessary, absolutely necessary. Um, every step of the goal is necessary, is important, and is beautiful. And the ultimate goal is a direct result from every step that led up to the goal. And perhaps that's what's going on here in this debate, so to speak, between Hashem and the earth, or Hashem and the world. The tr there's a tree, and the tree has to be you know, planted and plowed and cared for and so on and so forth, and it grows and it grows. And finally, there's the fruit that comes out of the tree. We see the ultimate goal and purpose and taste in the fruit. Everything else is only a lead-up. And therefore, it's not as exciting, it's not as interesting, it's not as important to us. In Hashem's world, in Hashem's plan, every step of that way is important. The goal doesn't begin with the goal. It begins with a lot of tedious step-by-step um, -step work. And therefore, the flavor that's in the goal is really the flavor is a flavor that should really be felt and appreciated in every single step of the way. And the same is with every accomplishment in life, that the accomplishment is only the last step. We should be able to appreciate, attribute the proper significance, importance to every step that leads up to that accomplishment ultimately. So Hashem wants, Hashem wants that the tree should have the same flavor as the fruit. Hashem didn't want that we should eat the trees. Hashem wanted that we should appreciate the tree just as we appreciate the fruit. Understanding that the flavor of the fruit comes not from itself, but it comes from the tree. And yet, in the world, that's not the way that we typically perceive things. That's not the way we attribute significance. We're goal-oriented. So perhaps that's what was going on here. Hashem wants eight tree that we should always see it all every step of it as part of the ultimate fruit. But the earth didn't do it that way, meaning people don't see it that way, we don't feel about it that way. And that's why later we have this other seeming contradictory Rashi, which says, why was the earth cursed? So there Rashi says, because people curse the mother from whom the child come, um, comes forth from. And perhaps this idea fits perfectly into what we're saying. Um, initially, Rashi said that the earth was cursed because it didn't listen to Hashem. You know, it didn't create those flavorful trees. Then Rashi says it was cursed because people curse the mother from whom the child comes from. Perhaps the second Rashi really explains the first and says, when, we, when someone goes bad, we attribute the fault to everything that led up to it. We immediately start blaming, where does it come from? Oh, this child didn't do well, it must be the mother. Typically, when the child does well, we're praising the child, we're not thinking of the mother. And that's, here, that's where Hashem is saying that people, you're not listening to me. You're not attributing the significance to the tree. So you'll see that when the fruit does bad, or when the child does bad, you'll go back to its source and see that the badness comes from the way that it was brought up, from all the steps that led up to that. And this then is the lesson of this most interesting debate in creation and a lesson that's so important to each and every one of us because really the majority of our days are not involved in the actual fruition of our goals but they're actually involved in the steps that lead up to our goals the goals themselves happen from time to time um, and sometimes we feel that feeling of satisfaction that we finally fully accomplished something that we set out to do but the vast majority of our time is involved in leading up to them.
and all of the many times tedious, not exciting, not interesting, and not pleasurable steps that lead up to an ultimate goal and accomplishment. And what the Torah is teaching us here is to appreciate the steps, to appreciate all of the parts of the puzzle, all of the parts that are necessary in order to fulfill ultimately the goals that we have. And primarily as, as, as Yidin, as Jews, our ultimate goal is to be better people and make the world a better place and a holier place and a finer place and a more refined place. And to understand that although most of the time of our day is not directly involved in holiness or in even great acts of kindness, there's so, ma- so many menial things and so many details that we're involved in that sometimes we don't feel and see the joy of what we're doing, to understand that it's only through doing everything step by step, moment by moment, thing by thing, appreciating that each and every part of that is part of serving Hashem and part of ultimately fulfilling our goals individually and collectively. Have a wonderful Shabbos.